0: The prostitute gazed pensively at the Pharisee across the market square. His life seemed so much better than hers. People looked at him with respect, something that she rarely, if ever, saw. She wondered what that must be like. She guessed that he didn't know her name, unlike the Roman soldiers and some of her other regular clients. Even so, she was fairly certain that he would look at her in a particular way if he ever happened to glance at her. She could imagine the disdain that she would see in his eyes as he moved right on past her, going on to more important people and more important places. Now, this Pharisee wasn't as showy as some of the others that she'd seen with their long robes and their even longer prayers in public. But he was still a Pharisee, and she, she was still a prostitute. People could see that he had it all together, and she didn't. Back then, the Pharisees, like the chief priests and the elders of the people that we hear about in today's gospel text, are examples of what religious life should be like. If you wanted to be God's people, they held, you needed to diligently observe the law codes of righteousness that the Hebrew nation had inherited all the way back from the days of Moses. After the remnant returned from their exile in Babylon, the Jewish faith grew around the keeping of the law codes and pointed to them as their hope for the future. The Pharisees were shining examples of keeping righteousness they weren't like the common people they had it all together when it came to religion and righteousness and relationship with God or so they thought like the Pharisees the chief priests and the other Jewish leaders had missed the point of God's design for life especially what it meant to be his people Righteousness in God's sight isn't a matter of keeping a highly detailed set of rules and regulations or maintaining an outwardly perfect appearance for the world around you. As Jesus lays it out, it's the people who acknowledge that they don't have it all together that are coming first into the kingdom of God. Jesus tells the religious leaders a parable about two sons. They're each supposed to go out and work in their father's vineyard. And the first son, the outwardly defiant one, says he won't. But later he goes as he was asked. The second son, the outwardly dutiful one, says he will but doesn't. The religious leaders knew right away that it was the first son that was following his father's will because his actions gave the proof. And that's the problem. Jesus calls them out, saying they're like the second son. The religious leaders of Israel had been outwardly dutiful towards their father in heaven, but they failed to live out their identity as God's people. They made a show of religious practice, but have neglected to practice mercy, justice, and kindness, even with their fellow Hebrews. They appeared to have it all together outside, but they were falling apart inside. Even worse, they held up this outward faithfulness as an example to the people that they were supposed to be leading. They had not been faithful in the stewardship of leadership that God had given to them, entrusted to their care. That first son in Jesus' parable wasn't outwardly dutiful. He rejected his Father's will. But then something happened. Something from outside him caused him to change his mind. In the original Greek that Matthew uses here, that word for changed mind can also translate to remorse or repentance. He came to understand that he had done the wrong thing. He was sorry for it and he went and did what his father had asked of him. His heart and his mind were changed and then he was gone. What about you? Are you like the second son saying one thing but doing or failing to do something else? Consider for a moment how you act outside of God's house even as you're going home this day. Think about how you treat the other drivers on the road, or the random person at the supermarket, or the unpopular kid at school. Does your life reflect the confession of faith that you make as a follower of Jesus? Are you just speaking the words without actually following up on them? You might be sharing your life like a carefully cultivated and curated social media feed with all those perfect pictures on Instagram or only the coolest posts on Facebook. You might make a show that everything is outwardly perfect, even here in the church. But you don't have to pretend that you have it all together. Because guess what? God knows you don't. None of us do. Acting as if you have it all together is the world's game. That is not the righteousness that God wants for his people. The prostitute turned her attention to another man. Who had entered into the market square, a rabbi that her friends had met recently, one who seemed very different from the Pharisees and other religious leaders that she'd seen. Some people said this Jesus from Nazareth was the deliverer that God had promised to send, but her friends said that he was really down to earth. He talked about the kingdom of God in a way that they had never heard before. He taught them that being righteous wasn't about putting on a big show of having it all together in life. Instead of trying to impress people, she learned that you can instead acknowledge that you don't in fact have it all together. She heard the call to repent, to turn from self-centered living and to receive the forgiveness that God is willing to give along with the changed life that he makes possible. Jesus didn't look at her with disdain. He didn't move past her on his way to more important people. He welcomed her and a whole bunch of other people who obviously didn't have it all together, prostitutes and tax collectors included. It wasn't gonna be easy, this following Jesus. She'd have to leave her trade behind. But for some reason, she knew that Jesus spoke the truth. So she went, part of the kingdom of God. Following Jesus, it doesn't make you perfect. The Holy Spirit calls people to repentance, to acknowledge that they don't have it all together. The Spirit points us to Jesus, for whose sake God declares you forgiven and righteous. In him, you are changed. Turn away from sin. Turn away from outward perfection that is an empty shell. Follow Jesus who gives you new life. God has gathered us together around Jesus, together as people who don't have it all together. We're not meant to be saying and doing completely different things, but living out new life new life that we have through Jesus. Pharisaical stewardship is a bad thing. God has entrusted you with particular skills and abilities, with wealth, with time, with life. Instead of putting those to use in some kind of outward show of righteousness for the world, Look instead to how you might use what you've been given as a worker in the kingdom of God. In the month ahead of us, we're celebrating the freedom that we have in the gospel as we mark the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. We're engaging in a congregation-wide look at what it means to be consecrated stewards, people who are set apart to put God's blessings in life to use. Like that first son in Jesus' parable, God's people have been called to repentance, redeemed in heart and in mind by God's grace in Christ. You have been changed. And like that first son, you are not meant to sit around. Go in living response to the good news that you don't have to have it all together, that you have a Savior who is fully righteous for you, uh, righteous before God for you, fully and completely, inwardly and outwardly, on your behalf. Live out your identity by joining Jesus in his mission in each new day, even as you leave God's house today. Now, don't take this the wrong way but as you go out from worship, as you go out from adult education or Sunday school, get gone. You don't have to have it all together, but you have been forgiven. You have been given new life in Jesus' cross, an empty tomb. Go and live as part of the kingdom of God. Amen.